How does Malik Murphy shake up on the depth chart with twin tours and Arch Manning in the future? We discuss today on Locked on Longhorns. You are Locked on Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Longhorns, the show, Jonathan Davis, your host, John Davis from the Long Beach Press Telegram joining me. I have to say that this episode is all about Malik Murphy and the setup or the background for this episode was I was talking to a friend who watches the show and they were saying, you're asleep on Malik Murphy. So I had to bring in somebody who's watched him up close and personal to help wake me up and, and just talk to Longhorn Nation about how special he is. And there's so much talk about Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning. We may be writing off. Malik Murphy. But first, John Davis, you're out there in, in beautiful California, Long Beach. What's the weather like? Because it is it's 102 out here. We're, we're, we're dying in Texas, man. Do you really want me to tell you or should I just tell you it's nice and sunny? <laughs> maybe maybe you can leave it at nice and sunny. I don't want you uh, rubbing it in too much. But once again, John Davis uh, joining Jonathan Davis on Locked on Longhorns from the Long Beach Press-Telegram. John, you were able to watch Malik Murphy up close and personal during his senior season of high school in which he won a state championship. What were your first impressions of him just watching him on the field? Well, let me tell you this, John. So the first game I ever covered was Malik Murphy playing in the game. The last game I covered during the season was Malik Murphy playing in the game. And my first impression of Malik Murphy was I walked up to him pregame. I got to the game early. I stood next to him. I said, is that Cam Newton? Is this a high school version of Cam Newton? This guy is literally 6'5", 230, in shape, can throw, can move. And you're just like, wow, I can see why he was once considered a five-star recruit, definitely a four-star recruit. So the first thing you notice about him is his presence. And then the second thing I noticed about him is his command of the team, his leadership. He's poised, he's athletic, but most importantly, his team plays for him. His line blocks for him. And that's what I really like slash love about Malik Murphy. All right, so I'm gonna play this video really quickly. And sorry for my audio viewers, but if you're watching on YouTube, you'll know. And, and John Davis, you recognize that video because you recorded it. One of the yes. biggest plays of Malik Murphy's career, the go-ahead touchdown pass in the regional championship against Long Beach Poly. Pressure in his face, off his back foot, delivers a dime to take the lead. And they all go on to the state championship game after that and win that. But just talk about that play and the atmosphere, you know, of the stadium after Malik Murphy put the team on his back and threw the game winning touchdown pass. Well, John, there was a play or two before that when it looked like it was going to be a safety. They were backed up into the end zone. And I think you hit me up about that on Twitter. And Malik Murphy showed his what I called escapability. So, you know, he looked like he could have been sacked. He rolls out. He makes this throw. Then a couple plays later, he makes that 75-yard touchdown throw or so. And it was his poise throughout the game because, yes, he threw an interception in that game but he didn't get down on himself. Yes, their offense didn't score every single time, but he didn't get down on himself. 
He was poised. He stayed in it. And when he saw the the DB not in the right position, dropped it into one of his guys. I think it was Troy who ran that in, and that was pretty much the game. So he just he just waited until his moment to strike, if that makes sense. And let me add this. Let me add this. Malik Murphy is a guy who I said, you know, his line blocks for him, but he's also a guy who benefits from a really strong running game. And I know that's something that Texas prides itself on is being able to run the ball. He's okay with handing the ball off. He's not the type of guy, even though he threw for about 3,000 yards his senior season, he's not the guy who has to drop back and throw it 50 times a game. He is okay with following the game plan, knowing the offense and picking and choosing when he uses that big arm of his and to get those touchdowns. So there were some concerns about Malik's lack of game tape. You know, they had the, the COVID season where he had to play in the spring. It was a shortened COVID season. That didn't go, I, I think, how Malik would have liked it to go. He bounced back in his senior year. Um, he once was the 19th overall recruit in the country. Um, I think going into his senior year or maybe before his junior year, he got bumped down all the way down to 119. I think ultimately ended up in the 160s, coming all the way from 19 by 24-7 sports, which is crazy. And then Malik's senior season, you know, his high school starts off one and three, and he hurts his clavicle. A lot of people think that he's going to be out for the remainder of the season. Next thing you know, they come back, they end the season on a six-game winning streak, and they win the state championship game. So for a lot of people, when you hear all of those trials and tribulations, you may be surprised that that would end up in a state championship game and Malik Murphy winning it after he started off one and three, hurting his clavicle, and a lot of people thought his season was over. But you've covered Malik Murphy up close and personal. If I told you that story, would you be surprised? I wouldn't be surprised because before that game, when they ultimately fell to one and three, I spoke to his coach before the game and, you know, he wasn't trying to tell me that we're going to lose this game, but he made sure to say, we got a lot of people injured right now. I just want to get through this game healthy. I just want to get to the league season so we can move forward with our season. Yes, they fell to one and three in that game. And that was the game when he got hurt in the first half, when he hurt his collarbone, his clavicle. And so one thing I remember about him is that after he got hurt, he came back out and stood on the sidelines and watched the rest of that game. He wasn't a person who was just going to go sit in the locker room and sulk. He stood there and watched them lose that game, 14-0 to to a, a five-star quarterback. He didn't have to do that. And so I think things like that are motivation for him. If I could also go back to a little bit, something else you talked about in the question, like, yes, he was high, highly ranked, but then we had this COVID season out here, which was spring in California. That season didn't go the way anybody wanted it to go. That season didn't really, in my opinion, didn't benefit hardly anybody's rankings. And so to see that happen, but to also know that he is a loyal player. So, yes, junior year was supposed to be his season. He was supposed to be the man. But even being as touted as he was, he split time his sophomore year. He waited his turn, and then he had to wait his turn even more when he couldn't play in the fall of his junior season, didn't get to play to the spring. It was a condensed season. So he finally has his full season of high school football, and it starts off one and three. He's injured. Some people might say, oh, I, I got this Texas commit locked in. Hey, I'm just going to rest up. That's not what he did. And they won 10 of 11 of their last games. 
beat Long Beach Poly in a regional championship game. And he's here now. So I think he just showed so much maturity by, you know, taking the time he needed to recover, which wasn't that long. And then sticking with it. They only lost one more game in that season. And so to start off one and three, but to end up regional champions, state champions, sectional champions, like that's that's what you got to ask for. And there are people on his team who won a state championship or won championships in track and in football. And so he benefited from just being around guys. I mean, that's that's what people say. Oh, that's a dude. That's a guy. Like he has some other guys on his team to help all of this out. But he was the leader. Like when I saw warmups, he was leading warmups. When it was the breakdown in the huddle before the game, he was leading that. There wasn't anybody else but Malik Murphy who was leading that team to that championship. So all praise and all shout out to him for that. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it everything you hear about Malik Murphy, it just shines in, in what you're saying right now. Like you said, they started off one and three his senior season. Things had already, you know, not gone the way he wanted to the year before. The hurt clavicle is hurt. He could have easily sat out and said, you're right, I've already committed to Texas. It's time to, you know, look out for me. And instead he came back and leads that team to 10 and one for the rest of the season and wins a state championship. You talked earlier, you said your first impression of him. You said, am I looking at Cam Newton? We know that he's 6'5", 225, is going to get bigger, can throw the ball 75 yards. So is Cam Newton the obvious comparison, or does he remind you of anybody else? Who do you think of when you see Malik Murphy? I wouldn't say he is as physical of a runner. He's not. He doesn't have the inclination to just take off like Cam Newton did when he was in his developmental stages. I would say more like maybe more like Herbert where like we know Herbert can run but he doesn't really do it as much and I think mm. that preserves your longevity in the sport because you know I know he was going through some injury during the spring there in Texas but I think it was it's important to note that he enrolled early like he made it a point to enroll early to get that advantage that advantage will carry him through the rest of his collegiate career, not just coming in and fall camp and having no chance of ever doing anything. Like, to right now for him to be, let's just call him the third-string quarterback on that team because you have Quinn, you got Hudson, and you got Malik. That's not a bad position to be in as a true freshman, an early enrollee, because – there's so many different things that can happen. We've seen championship teams come down to their third string quarterback and win championships in recent memory, correct? This year. Hey, great point. We're going to talk about Malik Murphy's intangibles next. First, a quick word from Bet Online, our sponsors. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, John, when you think about Malik Murphy, it's easy to marvel at his size and his arm strength. Before words, I consistently hear about or I'm going to say words, but just things I hear about with Malik Murphy is his energy, how he brightens up the room, his leadership, how you talked about his guys in high school, how they just wanted to play for him. He's humble, and they talk about his work ethic. So after observing him closely, I know you spoke on it a little bit, but 
just what did you notice about Malik's intangibles? I noticed that guys gravitated towards him. I noticed that guys played for him. But most importantly, as a quarterback, I noticed that guys blocked for him. And I also noticed that he was willing to follow the game plan because the strength of Sarah's team, yes, they had this four or five-star quarterback, but honestly, it was the fact that they had this massive line and this amazing, at that point, sophomore running back who was probably about six foot, six one, and the dude's like 225, 230. He looks like a grown man already. So that was the strength of their team was to run the ball and rely on their stout defense because they had like amazing cornerbacks, four-star cornerbacks with speed and everything like that. And so they were a run first team and then rely on our stout defense and just happen to have an elite quarterback. <laughs> so that's the perfect recipe for football. I mean, I feel like that translates to college, that translates to NFL. That's what you want to do. You want to be able to run the ball in football. You want to be able to control the line of scrimmage and you want to have a defense that is barely going to bend and definitely not going to break. And that's what they had. And so if Texas gets to that point, he's the perfect quarterback for them because he's not really going to make mistakes. And if he does, he's not going to hang his head and just get in his feelings about it. It's the next play. So Malik Murphy committed to Texas on February 13th, 2021. And since then, two very high-profile quarterbacks have committed to Texas in Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning. Yet Malik Murphy remains on the roster, ready to compete and try to, you know, become one day possibly starting quarterback at the University of Texas. So what do you think that says about Malik Murphy, that with all the hype around Quinn Ewers, with all the hype around Arch Manning, the fact that he's still at the University of Texas looking to compete with both of those guys to be the starting quarterback under Steve Sarkeesian at the 40 Acres? It says to me that he's willing to compete, first of all, and he's a loyal guy. And it kind of just goes back to high school. Like He could have went to a school in the beginning and said, I'm going to play all four years. Or I'm going to play, you know, sophomore, junior, senior year. But he didn't. Again, he was splitting time as a sophomore. So he's a guy who is willing to compete. He's willing to, I don't want, I don't want to say wait his turn, but that's the best analogy I can think of. And then also you talk about these elite quarterbacks. Like if Texas gets to the, the level they want to get to, Guys really, once they're draft eligible, only need to play one year and they're out. Like Quinn Ewers, if Quinn Ewers does what he's supposed to do there, he's not going to be a redshirt senior playing quarterback there. He's going to be in the league. So, and then I, mean, I can't really speak for the Manning part, but if he gets a fair chance, if you stack him up like physically, physical tools next to those guys, He's a more impressive quarterback. When you look at his stature, his size, his arm strength, I mean, who else is 6'5", 230 on that team who might be 240 in that quarterback room? Anybody? No. I'm asking no. you, John. No. You're right. Nobody. Nobody but Malik. He's definitely has some very unique uh, traits and, and skill sets that are unique to him on that roster, for sure. Right. So 
just give him a chance. And I think that if anybody's going to give him a chance, it's a former Southern California coach, Coach Sark. Like, there's a reason why Sark was so hell-bent on making sure that this guy was a part of his quarterback room. He could have just said, oh, you know what? Nah, it's not going to work out, Malik. We're good. But he never did that. Like, there's a reason why he's there. Like, he really likes slash loves this kid. If he doesn't, he's not there. Coaches have no problem telling people that they're not part of the future plans anymore. They do that all the time. And again, like, he's literally been there since the middle of January. So he hasn't even been there more than a half a year yet. So we just got to give him time. You know, as long as he's healthy and he develops, he's going to learn this offense. And when called upon, he's going to be ready. And people will be impressed. Because again, like I said, he's not the type of guy who has to throw the ball 50 times a game to feel like he's doing something. He's going to make the most of his throws like you saw in that clip that I posted, you know, the, the DB was in the wrong spot, dropped the ball over him, touchdown game. Most people believe that it's a foregone conclusion that the next four years will be started at the University of Texas by Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning. So after a quick word from our sponsors, I'm going to ask John what he thinks about that. So as I said, John, most people believe that Quinn Ewers will start for two, year, two years Arch Manning will either redshirt or sit behind Quinn for a year, and then he'll start for two years. And a lot of people think that leaves Malik Murphy as the odd man out. As somebody who's been – actually, let me backtrack a little bit. I can't just say a lot of people think that. I've said that on the podcast, so I'm in that group as well that have said the next four years at the University of Texas will be started by Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning. As somebody who's covered Malik Murphy, are we jumping the gun on that premise? I think people can have Quinn and Arch starting for four years, but we never know what's going to happen in college football. First of all, let's start off with the fact that don't count Arch Manning on this roster until Arch Manning is on this roster. Good point. Good point. Okay. Sure. So then second of all, you always have to have a backup. Sometimes we've seen teams play their third string. And have to do that in championship games and win championships. Not saying that Malik Murphy is always going to be a third string, but right now I would say that's probably where he is on the depth chart. And so let's just say after next year, he's Quinn Ewers backup. That's a pretty good position to be in. And then we just have to see how it shakes out with Arch. But I say all this to say that if at Texas he's not able to be successful, that doesn't mean that's the end of Malik Murphy. That doesn't mean that Malik Murphy is not a four- or a five-star caliber quarterback. That doesn't mean that Malik Murphy is not an NFL quarterback. That just means that he's not able to do it there. But I can tell you he's loyal. He's somebody who didn't start full-time his sophomore year. His junior year didn't go the way he wanted. His senior year didn't start off the way he wanted, but he stuck with it, and at the end, he proved to be a championship-level quarterback. And I think that's what he is. So whether that's at Texas or that's somewhere else, that's to be seen. So I'm going to get you out of here on this. You kind of just talked about it, but what do you see for Malik Murphy? What do you envision for him on the college level and beyond? Project 
his success? Is he going to be a great quarterback at the college level and an NFL quarterback? You have the floor. What do you see for the next four to five years of Malik Murphy? I see him, if he is a full-time starter, I see him being a quarterback that can lead a team to at least 10 wins out of however long that season is. And usually if you are a 10-win quarterback, you are considered elite because we can't expect somebody to win every single game. We can't expect teams to win every single game. But I can tell you that Malik Murphy is going to win more games than he loses. I can tell you that. I can tell you that Malik Murphy is a quarterback who is willing to follow the game plan that Coach Sark is going to have. He is a quarterback who is willing to rely on a run game. He is a quarterback who is can get his line engaged and willing to block for him and willing to play for him. He is somebody that people like slash love. And so I think that's what you want in a quarterback. And then if you talk about the intangibles, he has all of the intangibles, all of the measurables. He's tall. He's 6'5". He's 230 and growing. You know, he can take a hit. He can move like you saw in one of my videos. He can move like he is what you want a quarterback to be. Like if you're just drafting a quarterback based on not knowing what they look like and you just say this quarter quarterback A is 6'5". He's 230. He can throw the ball 75 yards. He can escape when he needs to, but he's willing to stand in the pocket. And then you say quarterback B is 6'3". He's 210. You know, he can do some of the – he can do basically all of the same things, but his arm isn't as good. Which quarterback are you going to take, A or B? A lot of factors that go into that. But Which quarterback are you going to take? No, 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 no,